Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right now, the coach's son is going to dribble out his dad's championship. 76-59. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Every dog has his day, and this day belongs to the Huskies. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Coming up, ESPN senior NBA writer Brian Wintorst. Two-time Academy Award winner Ben Affleck. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show. Um, as you just heard, our show open here on the Roku Channel and Sirius XM and Odyssey and also this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, The Voice, that you just heard announcing who's coming up and who is on, and you hear her voice every single day, Aaron Sheehan. And she uh, has been the voice of this show for uh, every single day that we've been on the air since 2014. She's going to be joining us as a guest at the end of this hour because she, as you probably heard on the Dan Patrick show, because she is the better half of Seton O'Connor, um, she picked UConn to beat San Diego State in her NCAA tournament bracket. Unbelievable. This is the Rich Eisen Show. That's her. (laughs) And so you will hear the familiar voice of somebody on this program at the end of this hour who definitely won her bracket competition. Absolutely. Susie Schuster sitting in the space for Chris Brockman as he is uh, off with family today. Good to see you, Susie. I'm excited to hear her voice when she's not voicing over. Okay. Does she sound like that? We will hear Because if she does, that's even cooler. I hope so. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts sitting in his spot. TJ Jefferson, good to see you over there. Joining us here here. at the top of our number two as we're now turning the page from college to association basketball. It is time. It is uh, time for the nitty and the gritty. The Lakers tonight are taking on the Utah Jazz. They're two games above 500. This is a team that we thought might not make the play-in tournament. They might not need the play-in tournament to make the playoffs. It is wild what's happening there in the Western Conference. Joining us, as always, our favorite from the worldwide leader in sports, Brian Winhorst. How are you doing, Brian? Hi, Rich. I mean, when when Darvin Ham said about a month ago, you know, we're, we're targeting the sixth seed, and the sixth seed were the Mavericks, and everyone's thinking, well, uh, good luck to the Lakers making the sixth seed. Well, they may make, make the sixth seed, and, and the Mavericks may miss it entirely. I can't believe what's happened over the last several weeks, Brian. Yeah, well, part of it is the West is just having a bit of a 
scrambled season. This is not the way it's been for most of the last 20 years. Um, and so I would say don't confuse everything being bunched up for everything being good. One of the reasons why the Lakers have have this still opportunity is because the teams that have been in front of them haven't, haven't been very good. All of the Western teams have some sort of weakness that could end up being fatal to them. But, um, look, this is not the – you know, the the seven, eight years ago when you had the Warriors winning 73 games and the team right behind them having KD and Russell Westbrook in their primes, um, that's not the case. And so the Lakers have taken advantage of that. And what I'll say about the Lakers is this. If you want to look, I think they're 40 and 38. Yep. If you want to look at them as a 40 and 38 team, you can. And if you want to discredit their chances of doing anything, you know, I don't mean you specifically. But, I understand. You know, some of my colleagues, you know, kind of – get annoyed with how much we talk about the Lakers, and usually I'm in that camp. But not anymore, because this is not a 40-38 and 38 team. This is a 14-17. and 17. That's the team's record since they made the Westbrook trade. And you might say, well, 14-7, and seven, that's no great shakes. And I'd agree with you, except for in the West this year, if you were seven games over 500 for the whole season, you'd be right on the Phoenix Suns to be in fourth. And you go back and look, the Lakers started this season 2-10 um, uh, and 10 because it was an embarrassing design of a team. And since that time, they're, they're, 10, they're 10 games over 500. And again, 10 games over 500 in the West would have you like right there with the Kings in third. So this is just a better team than their seed and their record shows. And that 14 and seven, a lot of it was without LeBron. That's right. And Anthony Davis was skipping some games in there. Like he skipped a game in Houston, uh, that they lost a few weeks ago. And, you know, had they won that game, for example, they would be in fifth right now. Well, so they are just a potent team in an impotent Western conference and I think they are worth paying attention to. And the games tonight and tomorrow, the night they play the Jazz in Utah, hard game, end of road trip, tough one to win. But look, they're hot. They've won five in a row. Tomorrow at home against the Clippers, who have beaten them ten times in a row. Mm-hmm. These two games, in my opinion, are the two biggest Laker games since the bubble when they were in the finals. Um, certainly if you're a Lakers fan, you may disagree. You will say, well, what about the 2021 playoffs when they played the Suns and were up 2-1 and then AD got hurt and they lost the series? I don't think they were winning that series, with all due respect. They were the seven seed, the Suns were the two seed and won the West. Um, but whatever, you want to squabble with me, whatever. These are really, really important games. And if they win these two, Rich, they're going to have some maneuverability going into this weekend. And if they win this two, that means they're going to be 16-7, and seven, and they're going to have won seven in a row, and they're going to even have more confidence. So keep an eye on the Lakers over a very, very important 48 hours. And and just to, and I know the Lakers are about championships, and that's what LeBron is about, certainly in the remaining time of him being an active player in the league, Brian Winhorst. But that said, as my caveat, the conversation coming into the season and throughout the first part of the season was this roster was a mess, and that forget about turning a corner, you couldn't even see the corner uh, as to turn the corner and try and win with LeBron now and give him a team to win now with the way the roster was constructed. Have they turned a corner on that front, do you think? Have they found a way out of a situation people were saying there's no way out, Brian? Well, they've gotten back to the middle at least. 
Right. <laughs> and in this year, the middle is interesting in the West. Like, you know, you can remember, I don't remember if it was 2017, like the last day of the season, the uh, Nuggets played the Timberwolves, and whoever won got in and whoever uh, lost, you know, finished ninth. It was sort of the first ever play-in game. Those teams had like 48 wins, Rich. Like 47 wins, like knocked you out of the, you know, you didn't get in. You had 47 wins in the West this year, you'd be maybe have home court for the first two rounds. So, um, you know, part of it is just the nature of this season. Um, but LeBron had a pretty severe injury in his foot. Multiple doctors, by his own admission, told him, shut it down, get surgery. He hunted around for a doctor who would give a, give him a treatment that would let him play. He openly admits that he could re-rupture that tendon and have to have surgery in the offseason. In fact, he didn't even close the door on having surgery in the offseason anyway. And I'll point out that several times since he's been a Laker, he shut down because uh, he shut down at the end of the season because he recognized there was no place for the team to go. That wasn't the case this time. He's pushing it. He is playing. He is risking more serious injury on that foot because he smells opportunity. He smells an opportunity for them to make a run. Now, it may not happen. You know, there's a hundred reasons why it may not happen. AD is very fragile. That foot is very fragile. They could get a bad draw. I mean, somebody's going to have to play the Suns in the first round, and that's not going to be a good draw because the Suns are pretty potent with Kevin Durant. They've yet to lose with him in the lineup. Um, you know, they could play, they could get through this, get the fifth seed, pull a rabbit out of the hat, and then face a, a beast of a Suns team and lose. And then you could say, well, you did all that to get knocked out in the first round. All that could be true. But LeBron smells an opportunity because he doesn't believe the teams at the top are potent teams. And I think he's right. And at age 38, what's he worried about? If he blows out his foot, he blows out his foot. He's going to go for it. And I think if nothing else, that leads us to be, um, uh, you know, really excited for what could be a special, uh, at least competitive, Western playoffs. Brian Winhorse from the Worldwide Leader in Sports, ESPN, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Why has the Kyrie-Luka marriage not only not worked, but, you know, put the Mavs in, in a position to miss this playoffs entirely? Why, why is this not working? This is a... This is a team-building crisis because the Mavericks were in the conference finals last year, and then they lost Jalen Brunson for nothing, which is a very hard thing to do. Uh, They have a debt that they've got to pay, maybe this year, maybe not, for the Chris Evans-Porzingis trade. They owe the Knicks a pick. And the way it looks, it's going to come right down to it, whether the Knicks get the pick or lose the pick. It's top 10 protected, and it, the Mavericks could, right, could be right there at 10th or 11th, depending on what happens. But they have a debt of a draft pick that not only loses them the potentially key pick, but also locks them out of trading, of have some future maneuverability. Mm. They lost Jalen Brunson for nothing, and now they make this, trade for Kyrie, a player who can walk at the end of the year, although he's incentivized to stay if they pay him through the nose. But if you pay him through the nose, are you paying through a nose in a partnership that doesn't work? And they've traded away another first-round pick and some other valuable players, and it has not worked. 
it is not good with Luka Doncic that you're trying to build around, okay? It's not good. We've got some red X's there. Um, the concept of this trade, Rich, was that, yes, they were going to get worse defensively. You don't trade your best defensive player and think that you're going to improve, especially for a player like Kyrie, who is generally not a good defensive player. The swap out um, Dorian Fitty-Smith for Kyrie, you're losing there. But the idea was that you were going to have this super potent offense and that, you know, Luca, who sometimes wears down at the end of games or wears down at the end of playoff series, would have this outlet to go to Kyrie. And what's happened is their offense has actually gotten slightly worse. Mm. Like, that was not on the board. On the board was like, will they have a historically great offense or just a great offense? Will they kill teams down the stretch with these two incredible ball handlers who can create for others and get their own shot? Or will they just, you know, maim them? They haven't done it right out of the gate. They were they couldn't put um, put it together down the stretch. They were blowing close games, and that killed their margin for error. And then Luca hurt his hip, and Kyrie hurt his foot, and their defense, of course, predictably was poor. And next thing you know, you're going from riding the ridge to falling off on your backside. And the problem is like. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a stunner that these two players wouldn't immediately come together and everything be perfect. That's understandable that it would take some time for them to kind of figure each other out. But the problem is, is that the deal was you knew Kyrie was going to be a free agent and had a wandering eye. He didn't say trade me to Dallas. He ended up in Dallas as a consequence of the trade. He, that wasn't his on his list. And so now you just don't know where it's going to end up. And if Kyrie walks on them, they're in a real bind in terms of where they are with Luka Doncic. Well, I mean, Luka, a couple weeks ago, after another one of the many tough losses to which we're referring, Brian Windhorst, uh, you know, arched many an eyebrow or when, when he showed up at a post-game press conference looking miserable, talking about how he even he points out he used to smile a lot in the court. Now he doesn't, and even referenced uh, it, it's not all on the court that's causing him to not smile while on the court. And of course, it's very easy, low-hanging fruit to just say that's Kyrie's fault. Is it, though? I mean, what what was he referring to there? No, he's referring to something that I'm not going to discuss. Got it. Um, But uh, I don't think this is... I mean, Kyrie has, um, has done some damage to teams in the past. I don't think this is the same. Okay. I think this was very unprudent team building. Um, and I, when the Mavericks made the deal, I could kind of see what they were doing. They were kind of hedging a little bit because they still do have a couple of assets to trade. They still have a couple of first-round picks that they're allowed to trade, and they still have a couple of young players on their roster. Josh Green, who's a good young defender, and, um, and Jaden Harvey, uh, Hardy, who is actually a pretty interesting rookie, like they could build some, they could build up a little bit uh, in the next couple of years with a couple of moves. But that was predicated on Kyrie and Luca working together, and Kyrie staying committed. If that doesn't happen, that undercuts that. And so, mm. um, I don't think it's, I, I don't think this can be quote unquote blamed on Kyrie. I'll. I'll listen to what happened to the Celtics at the end. I'll listen to what happened to the Nets last year in terms of Kyrie. I, I don't think that's quite the same. I think this was 
um, just a, a bit of a unsavory risk profile that's blown up in their face. So then last quick question uh, for you on this. I'm just trying to pick up everything that you're saying. Are the Mavs in this final week of the season now in the position of like, all right, let's just go for it, try to make the most out of this this year, maybe make a run. All we got to do is just get a seat at the table or pull the plug and, and keep make sure they protect that top 10 pick. Is that their choice right now? Well, they're not, they're not eliminated yet. Right. I don't see the sense. I mean, they're not in good position. Right. Um, you know, they're on the outside, and their tie-break situation isn't great. Uh, if they get eliminated, you know, in the next couple of days, and then all of a sudden you're looking at the weekend where you are, you are thinking about not trying to send the 11th pick. That's, you know, when you have a top-10 pick, you've got to send the worst-case scenario is sending the 11th pick. You know, you'd, you'd prefer to send the 23rd, the 29th pick, right? Yes. Um, so I could see them shutting it down after they're eliminated. But if they shut it down before they're eliminated, that would be one of the most ridiculous white flag waving maneuvers ever, even if it looks bad. Uh, no, I can't see them doing that. Okay. Um, but I would say any team that's eliminated from the playoffs in this situation in the modern history of the NBA would shut it down. So I don't think that's a, a controversial thing is if it's after they're eliminated. Okay. And the few minutes I have left with you, let's just, uh, let's just talk injuries and, and who's getting healthy. You know, we just uh, started our conversation talking about the Lakers, all the, you know, you look out for the Lakers. If they, if they get in a good spot, they get in and, and they can go on a run. Uh, if you want to talk chip in a chair to use a poker term, the defending champs as well, they're the ones currently sitting in that sixth spot. And is Wiggins coming back? Talk to me about uh, him and other injured players and when they might return and how healthy we're going to see teams for the playoffs, best you can tell me, Brian, right now. Yeah, I think the expectations is that Wiggins will be back with the uh, Warriors tonight. Uh, they play the Thunder at home. I don't think the plan is for him to play. I think it's a better chance for him to play Friday in Sacramento. Um, I don't know where Wiggins is going to be. Uh, you know, he hasn't been gone with an injury. He's been gone with a personal matter, yes. but he hasn't played NBA basketball in six weeks. So, you know, he will, he would have, if the Warriors can avoid the play in, he would have a little bit of time to ramp up next week, but he wouldn't have games. And right out of the gate, there's a decent chance that they could play the the Kings, who have the number one offense in the league, where his defense is going to really be important, or potentially play the Suns. I mean, talk about a juggernaut first-round series. Right. I mean, you could have Suns-Warriors, mm. uh, depending on how things fall. I mean, it's possible that you could have um, five teams finish 41-41. and 41. I don't think that'll happen, but it's on the board. And... Um, the Warriors are in bad shape on most of their tiebreakers, which isn't a surprise. If you can't win a road game, it's hard to get a tie, a tie tiebreaker uh, throughout the course of the season. So they are going to need Wiggins defensively right out of the gate. And so I just don't know what to expect from him from a, from a form standpoint. I will say that in December he missed three weeks with an adductor injury, and when he came back, he really struggled. He had five or six really poor shooting games and then got hurt again. Now, he was coming off an injury there. That's not the same as coming off a personal problem. So right. it's, but I would say this. At the end of the day, if you're a Warriors fan, you can say, look, the whole team from last year's title run is back. 
including Gary Payton, who was gone, and then when they traded a firm, was injured, including Andrew Wiggins. Like, if you're looking for um, Mm -hmm. a reason to believe, you can say, look, we got the team back. Uh, But, boy, you're looking at potentially four series in a row without home court. Not potentially. They're going to be four series in a row without home court to repeat. You're kind of looking back at, like, I think it was the – was the Rockets team, the Rudy Tomjanovich never underestimate the heart of a champion when they were, I think, a six seed, maybe, if I remember right. And they, yeah. you know, ran through the playoffs, just, you know, they got hot. I mean, they definitely have that profile. But you're looking, you're asking a team that was one of the worst defensive, the worst defense, um, road defensive teams in the league and worst road teams in the league to win four straight series without home court. I mean, it absolutely can be done, but it's going to be. It's going to be a challenge and certainly something we're going to watch, and getting Wiggins back should help. All right. Brian, I'm looking forward to the, the way the playoffs play out. When is the actual draft lottery? When's the Victor Wembayana sweepstakes? When does that happen? I believe it is May 20th. Okay. And did you see the Wembayana oh, highlight over the weekend? I saw it on the Instagram on ESPN, uh, shooting a yeah. three. By the way, the dribble to get his defender off him to shoot – you know, understandably short, but to have the sense of following it up and jamming it in. I've never seen anything like that, ever. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the move that he makes, the step back. Now, he yeah. missed the three, okay. Yeah. But to, to execute an escape dribble and a step back three at seven foot five, that was pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> he does a tip dunk on a, on a, on a, a three-pointer that he attempted. So do you, uh, never do you, seen it before. Do you know uh, how many executives are are what do, do they have a, like a, a good luck charm? What are they were finding one? I mean that that's I mean this is I, it. This I is had it. that video sent to me by an a longtime executive with the text, "Oh my god." <laughs> um it, you know, it was like watching, um, you know, like a teenager go up against 8-year-olds on a lowered hoop. That's what it looked like. Um I, It'll it'll be you know look uh, this is a different type of lottery this is since the lottery evened out um, I guess the Zion lottery was sort of like this but it wasn't it didn't feel quite the same so this is not going to be like in the past like at the LeBron lottery where you had a pretty good feel that was kind of one of those top couple teams anybody could win this I mean the Lakers were I think. 11th and they zoomed up to, to four already in this system and we've had some teams from the far back like the lottery night is going to be um it's it's going to be quite the uh, the interesting experience this year i don't think he's a can't miss prospect i don't think he's the type of guy that if you get you can say oh my god they're going to be in the finals in five within five years which was the case for the Cavs with lebron but i do think it's the most excited League executives have been about a prospect since LeBron. Spurs, Rockets, and Pistons will have the uh, the pole position in terms of the most ping pong balls. Correct? That's who. That's who it's going to be on May twentieth. That's true. Okay. That's true. But we're also we're talking about twelve and a half percent. You know, back when the Cavs won the LeBron lottery, the number one team had a twenty five percent chance. There you go. And, uh, it's a pretty big difference. You know, half half the percentage chance. Brian, you're the best. Thanks for the time, as always. Look for more of my calls. Greatly appreciate it. Right back at you. That's Brian Windhorst. Must follow, must have, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love talking to him. He just makes me smarter. He's opinionated. He's knowledgeable. He's the best. Yeah, but what was he talking about? With with uh, Luca, you're talking about? I can't talk about this. Yeah, that must be something. uh, Something internal. Again, when Luca said, I used to smile a lot more, and I'm not anymore, and it's not just basketball, everyone's like, Kyrie. Yeah. 
But at that point, Kyrie had been with the team for 13 games. Just, so it's like, how everyone, could he have flipped it that Everyone's quick? like, huh, what's different? Yeah. Kyrie. And I knew I, immediately when he, Lucas said that, uh, I forget what weekend it was. It was two weekends ago. Yeah. And I, I, I had like a text to Brian saying, I need you Monday or Tuesday if you don't mind. And I didn't send it because so many other things were happening. I think with the NFL and somebody, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll put that aside. But I, I have to ask him the next time he's on if this is as simple as it's got to be Kyrie. And you just heard what his answer is. He goes, I, I hear you about what happened in Boston. I hear you what happened in Brooklyn. This ain't it. Yeah. And what Luke is referring to, I will not talk about publicly. And I just know what, you know, the speculation on something like that can run rampant. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. I just know when it happens in the NFL and a lot of guys are, or and ladies who have uh, information or information people for uh, a living and say, I won't talk about it. It's something clearly very personal, but you probably gleaned that already. Yeah. And holy cow, have they just totally gone down the tubes. Yeah. But like I said, said last week, totally I, mean, I don't down know the what people expected from this squad anyway on paper. that It's not a championship-level team anyway. Well, I but. mean, if you've got – if you make the champ conference championship game one year and you're a six seed in, the, in a Western conference where all you need to use, again, the poker term chip in a chair, and for those who may not know, it doesn't matter how few chips you have. All you need is just to have one, you're still in the game, and a chair to play. Oh, that's So okay. a chip and a chair is the six seed, the, or anybody, obviously, seven or eight. You just got to get in. And they're the, they were the six seed. They were not going to be in the play-in tournament. Don't you remember when Brockman was sitting in the chair that Susie's currently sitting in? Like he's yesterday just, when he was sitting no, there? No, no, no. When, oh. when, when, when Darvin Ham said, we can be the sixth seed. Oh, okay. And Brockman's like, yeah, right. Good luck. They're, they can be. They're a game out of it. And the Mavericks are in the spot where the Lakers were at that time. I just remember when J.R. Ryder came in 2001 into a very crowded locker room with big personalities. Every so often, you can have that kind of toxic air on a player come in and everything changes. And I'm not saying that what Brian said wasn't else something else. So as what, in, are, what are you saying? But maybe I'm saying, <laughs> I just don't know. No, I, I, it, just, it just smells familiar. And, and I respect Brian because as a reporter, there's nothing more important than protecting your sources. And clearly he knows something that we don't know. But I don't, may, I don't think it matters whether it's 13 games, TJ, or three. That's just witches brewed down there. I, I I think that they are clearly, you know, obviously spinning their wheels here, but does not help that the guy they let go for nothing is an all-star mm-hmm. taking the Knicks to the playoffs. A revelation, yeah. Jalen Brunson in New York. They could have had His him. game with Julius Randle is a two-man game that the Knicks are hoping having a third man in will knock out the Cavs and then take on one of the big three and knock them out too and put them in the Eastern Conference Championship. And I understand Chris's opinion about the Celtics is one thing and your opinion about the Sixers is another, and it's widely shared. Knicks can do it, and Brunson's a guy who can do it because we haven't seen him in this position yet Mm -hmm. of star point guard going into the playoffs. We have not seen that. And, you know, I know that he, he was part of that group that went to the conference championship in the West last year, but this is Brunson's show. Last year it was like, I'm showing you in my walk year, you got to pay me. This is now his show. 
and I can't wait to see it. Jalen's exceeded all expectations. And didn't you send a text to the group the other day, a screen grab of somebody retweeting Mark Cuban saying he paid for Twitter Blue, and somebody's like, he, he didn't even pay for Brunson, but he's giving <laughs> Elon Musk $8? That wasn't I mean, me, but I saw that. All right, so so I got I saw that in my in my jet stream, mm-hmm. and it's it's part of the criticism the Mavericks are going to get. Brunson walked. They might not even make it. Luka's miserable, and Kyrie might walk on him too. And where is the rest of that roster from last year? New York City, Brooklyn, and Manhattan. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. And the news about the Patriots, kind of shocking. We'll talk about that next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network with our live Roku channel stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Why don't you? Ben Affleck, hour number three. Susie is sitting in for Chris, who's with family today. Um, Del Tufo and TJ Jefferson all here. Um, Tiger Woods has spoken. Um, that'll be part of Susie's news update at the top of the next hour, along with uh, the invitation that came out of nowhere for Iowa to visit the White House, despite losing to LSU, along with LSU or separately from LSU. Or we don't know what the first lady was talking about yesterday, but Susie's got all the latest on on that front. Phil Mickelson is talking right now and he's looking, man, he's looking uh, he's looking as if he's been through the ringer himself. 
He's talking today. I don't know what's going on other than the fact that we're all getting older. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the program. So we had Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston on this program about, I would say, a month ago. Maybe even longer than that, before the new league year was about to begin and a lot of talk about how the Patriots and Mac Jones weren't on the same page and Mac was critical, as we all know, last year of the way the offense was being run and many people critical of the way that the offense was being coached. Chris Brockman being one of them and then Bill O'Brien's being brought in to run the offense now and he gets the role of offensive coordinator, which is something Belichick throws around like manhole covers. (laughs) And Curran said, no way is Mac Jones going to get traded this year. And the reason why is because Bob Kraft loves him. Mm -hmm. And that that's why Bill O'Brien was brought in. And that's why Kraft kind of orchestrated that as the owner of the Patriots, as is his want and also right. And Tom was very resolute in that. And he knows of what he speaks. And the fact that this report came from Florio pro football talk isn't to say that that Tom doesn't know what he's talking about, but it is certainly at odds that Mike Florio is saying, according to many of his sources, purse sources, Patriots and Belichick have been shopping Mac Jones around. Hmm. And that's what we call an eyebrow razor. Are you really that surprised? I am, Suze, because where else are they going to go? Who else are they going to get? Jimmy Hmm. G. Like, if you trade him... And you can then sign Jimmy G back, got it. You trade him, and then you jump on Derek Carr, got it. You trade him and jump on, I don't know, Baker Mayfield. I'm just throwing some names of some free agents out there. Those guys are all signed. I mean, and if you trade him now, again, the fact that he might, he's still with the team, doesn't mean that he's going to be traded. But it's entirely possible. According to Florio, the team's per source knowledge with knowledge of the situation, Belichick uh, has shopped Jones to multiple teams during this offseason. The full list of potential designate destinations isn't known. The teams mentioned as potential destinations were the Raiders. They signed Jimmy G. The Texans, who have the second overall pick. Clearly, that's the that's where they're going to go. The Buccaneers, who signed Baker and Commanders. who are seemingly resolute on signing Sam Howell. Now, if there's one individual who might be sitting up in his chair today hearing this news, like, oh, okay, let's put two and two together. If you're interested in trading Mac Jones, if you're not sold on sticking with him, that person's name is Meek Mill. Because Meek... (laughs) is the one who told Bob Kraft What's wrong with you? Lamar Jackson's interested in playing mm-hmm. for you. And we're all assuming Bill immediately squelched that idea. But maybe, just maybe, let's traffic in this thing. Maybe, just maybe, Bill hasn't squelched it. Maybe, just maybe, on the list of teams 
that we put in front of you, our Roku channel viewer and terrestrial radio listener and or Sirius XM and Odyssey listener, podcast listener, everybody who takes in this show, as soon as Lamar Jackson hit, was hit, slapped with the franchise tag, we put out there for you the way we saw the market. Teams that can't go for him because they don't have two first-round draft choices in, the sec- in, in, in consecutive drafts. Teams that do need a quarterback. Teams that absolutely do not need a quarterback. Chiefs and Eagles were on that list. And then there was that list of teams that would blow your mind if they went for him. Mm-hmm. And we had on that list the New England Patriots. There they are. And... I'm just going to I'm step I'm dipping my toe in the water is what is absolutely going to be coming out of this report from Florio is that if they don't if they're not completely sold married to they kick tires on trading away Mac Jones then why not this guy and why not maybe just maybe Belichick took the steps down on Steph's speech, walked, pondered, at you. thought about it. Look at you with the Nantucket Uh-oh. reference. Maybe what? he sat there thinking, I got to shake things up. Staring out Staring into the Atlantic out Ocean, into, into the gray waters, into the, into the gray waters, and thinking, maybe uh, McDaniel's will take Mac Jones. Like Ahab before him. For that seventh overall pick, I don't even know what he would ask for. <laughs> of course, the Raiders are like, yeah, no thanks. Of course, the Texans are like, yeah, no thanks. Second overall pick. I mean, uh, that's no way. But the connective tissues right there. Nick Casario sitting there in Houston. McDaniel sitting there in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. Bill has those phone numbers. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Wow. That one was quite an eyebrow archer. You know, where if they are, if they were thinking of doing it, are they still thinking of doing it? And who's, if so, when? Who was the player this week? And I'm spacing because that's yeah. what I do. Who tweeted out to Lamar like? Oh, Asante like, Samuel yeah, said yeah. you don't want you don't want, you don't want a piece of bill. Of and then uh, Matthew Judon retweeted it saying it's changed. It don't listen to him. Right. Things are good around here. <laughs> mind you your know. business. Yeah, mind your business, Asante. <laughs> but out. But out. Just because you and Bill had beef doesn't mean like Lamar will have yeah. anything but. Filet mignon here. I you like had this. beef. Lamar can have filet mignon. People stop thinking they can read Belichick's mind. I like it. Something's nobody brilliant. can. I like it. Nobody can. I'm here for it. We just all assume Meek Mill calls Robert Kraft, and I I was saying, hey, Lamar <laughs> should just call Bill himself. Call Bill himself. You always tell me you want somebody, you call yeah. that person. You uh-huh. want to do something, you call that person. We say that to each other all the time. Hey, you want to do something? You call that person. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. You should call. Why do you have Meek Mill, you know, like kind of passing Robert Kraft a note in third grade science saying, if you want me, check this box. Just call Bill and say, there is a box. I will check it for you. It's called the Lombardi after Brady. You know? And I thought, like, that's not your best way to put your best foot forward is have Bob Kraft call up Bill. Hey, hey, Bill, you know I heard from today? Meek Mill. And hey, Meek Bill, told hey, me. Bill, hey, Bill, it's RKK. <laughs> M squared called me. Yeah, right. And I had an idea. You know, you know, when, when, Meek when, told me about Lamar, and I'm just saying, you know, do with it what you'd like. But uh, to me, Lamar should just call up Bill and say, look, let's talk. I could do this for you. And today is when he should do it. 
just read. If it's true and you're not sold on your guy, let's figure it out. Maybe you send Mac to Baltimore and Baltimore sends Lamar here. You swap draft choices and we're done. There's no offer sheet involved. Let's go. <laughs> well, in honor of air and Ben Affleck coming on, Look at you. it should be Lamar's mom calling up. Yes. The same way yes. that Michael's mom. Sign me to a deal. And, and pull the strings for night. But you can't ask for a piece of the Patriots in the deal. That's called a salary cap uh, That'd be an issue. violation. That'd be an issue. I yeah. bet you, you know, back in the day, people talked about Michael Jordan's mom asking for these things too, and that worked out okay. A little so, bit. You know, when it comes to Meek Mill, Rich, I just love the fact that you're you didn't stuck think on I was going to say that no. name. There's one but person when saying, it, huh. when, it, when it comes to Meek Mill, Lord knows he respects the game, right? And I'm sure yeah. he saw that things are going bad in New England, and, you know, he wants to help his city, and he figures if you give someone else a bag, you know, they can help change things. I so agree. He's just out there, you know, trying to hit somebody with a Rico. And I, I <laughs> All eyes on you. That's the rest of it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I get your you. I'm picking up what you're putting. I like the fact that you right. let me do dumb stuff like we'll this We'll take sometimes. a break. The Monster <laughs> Player of the Week. It's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, but we'll reveal it to you. Is it Roman Tiger Reigns? Woods is, no, Tiger Woods oh. has spoken. Also, um, somebody's having a music festival at the draft. That's all in Susie's <laughs> news update, top of the next hour, that leads to Ben Affleck, as mentioned, on this program. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone call. Susie, just leave it to Susie to make sense. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Why do I have to come here? I never, I never even look at it like that, Rich. Every time to set the record straight. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so simple to me. I kind of dig the photos that sometimes they put photos up that are that very unflattering seen, right? and I don't like it. And other ones are like, oh, I forgot I did that. Yeah. <laughs> the busting with the guys. <laughs> the boys. All right. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll take a look at it. Go to Nashville. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, do it. Well, I mean, you've already been given permission uh, now, no, so... It's not got to the permission. It's permission, bro. It's permission. It's not permission. <laughs> we know who runs things. No, it's about a you motor and a bus. It's under the hood. So yeah. what? It's a set. It's a set. It's cute. Let's it's go with the guys. Move. I'm Come with on. Rich. It's got to have a motor. 
Right. Have a mo- oh my god! It'd be like boating with the boys with no motor, and we're on we're on You're a on dry a dock. You're on a boat. You're on a dry dock. It's just I don't get it. I'm with Rich. I don't understand it. It'd be like, yeah, come to my boat. Do you have a motor? Can okay. you go in the water? You're, no. you're a sound guy. You know that you can't have the sound of a motor because it's going to drown out. Oh, my Mike. Susie <laughs> is just drunk. Science like Galileo okay. dropped the board right Mike, now. I once did a real sports thing, and, and it was for Andre Agassi, Mary Carrillo, and myself. Yes. And we were going to interview Andre in the marina at the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, all the yeah. Like. It's, it's so loud. I'm such a friggin' genius. I set up the shoot, beautiful two chairs, yeah. typical yep. real sports the sound of the boats in the background Screwed killed it us. Up. Screwed it all up. Killed us. You don't oh. like your sh- oh, yeah, I mean, right. the boats. You can park. park. She so just solved the problem and the put down two right, I'll, 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 always have your back. I'll take it under time. advisement. I'll take it under consideration. So um, you have the drop of the, this is the Rich Eisen show. Go ahead. This here. is the Rich Eisen show. Whose <laughs> voice is that? It's the voice of Aaron Sheehan. Okay. And um, many of you fans of the Dan Patrick show have heard her voice as well, certainly of late, because uh, she's the better half of Seton O'Connor, and she's the better half of anybody who's put a bracket together. <laughs> she had UConn beating San Diego State. Guess what happened last night in the national championship game? That. How? And joining us here. I hope she made so much money. The voice of the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> How are you, Aaron? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, my gosh. What the hell? Where did you pull? What? What? I, look, I know you live in Connecticut, and so you, maybe you just were pulling a homer. But where did San Diego State come from? What the heck, Aaron? I had them beating FAU. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Well, hold on a minute. Yeah, I saw that. So you you had of the you had San Diego State beating FAU to get to the final game to lose to UConn. That was your that was your. Yes. What? And I had UConn beating Miami to get in. What? So you got the final four? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where did, my God, where did this come from? What's going on, Aaron? You know. <laughs> what happened? Just vibes. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, so Seton asked me to, to do a bracket. Um, he asks me every year. Yep. Every year I say no. Okay. <laughs> This year, my son did one, and you know what it's like, you know, being a parent. Okay, I don't want to be the the sore sport, uh, you know, of the family, so I'll do a bracket too. Right. Send me the link, I'll do a bracket. Yeah. So I go through the whole bracket. I get uh, down to the elite eight, and I and I make what I think are informed decisions on my final four. You know, kind of based on where I've lived in the country. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And. Seaton takes a look at my final four and he says, wow, that's a wild final four. That is a wild final four. And, uh, and then I, you know, so I said, well, I don't know. Anything can happen, right? That's what they say. And sure enough, I mean, if only we had put a hundred bucks on it. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. so, so, oh no. so wait a minute. So, so this was just an internal, you know, yeah, she and O'Connor pool. That's show. it. That you didn't put it anywhere. I did. I put it on the DP show uh, okay. challenge, this celebrity challenge. And but, you won it, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, but as uh, as the spouse of an employee of the show, I don't know that I'm getting anything from Oh, it. come on. Oh. Dan is loaded. Make him pay. <laughs> come on. Do I have to call I him think... for you? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what the? That's, incre- that's incredible. He could give you a calendar yeah, at I least. Agree. How can... about ice cream? Can you, get, can you get Sue's ice cream for yeah, this or something? Something. Uh, something good. What the? Yeah. 
Oh my god. A little god. walnut creamery. Oh, delicious. Also, uh, maybe, maybe I was thinking. Yes. Um, what do they call that? The uh, MVD, Most Valuable Danette? Yeah. Can they maybe do a, like an MVDS? Yes. Most Valuable Danette spouse? That's right. And I, I get a, a plaque. Winner. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> um, was this anywhere online where you, you would have won any pool, I imagine? You would have won all of them. Every last yeah, one of them. I think I might have. You know what? I, I just, I said to him, I, I, I will be serious. I'm serious here. I was really kind of depressed when I found out that I could have won $8 million. <laughs> I was really like, what? I mean, I, it, the first day I thought it was funny. Then by the second day when it really sunk in, I was like, just thinking of all the things I could have gotten done in the house, you know, or all this, oh, not worrying about sending my son to private high school. No, nope, no more. But, and I got really depressed about it. Yeah, because um, you started counting. I, you, know, you started counting the money yeah. after the fact. Yeah. Well, that's painful. All right, we would have had a pool by September. <laughs> <laughs> With the, thanks to this pool that you would. Uh, oh my gosh! All right, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron from now yeah, on, I could have put. Sorry. No, no. From now on, we're going to have to. You know. Include her in our pool. Yeah, we're going to have to. Well, no, we're not. No, yeah, we only. <laughs> we're going to we're we're gonna have to true. reach out to find out where else you've lived. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh wow well i had my reasoning it worked all right well yeah, congratulations i guess on that and we got to get dan so seriously dan's got we got to let's call dan after the show and oh tell my him gosh. To come correct this what, is ridiculous what the heck yeah come on we got to get something congratulations on that i've never yeah, this, that, is that un- this is the greatest ncaa tournament pool story i've literally ever heard also, you should be claiming Aaron as the Rich Eisen show MVP. You are. Listen, since day one. So you, you right there. This is the Rich Eisen show. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks again, Aaron. Thanks for coming on. Congrats. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You got Congratulations. it. There you go. First ever time Aaron's been a guest on the show that she voices. <laughs> right. Oh, that is unbelievable, M-G. man. Gee. Oh, ben Affleck wow. coming up in hour number three. Susie's news update hearing from Tiger Woods and more. Tiger Woods, y'all. Great hey, accent. Now, next time, next year. Yeah. Because you are the only one in the house who doesn't do the bracket. That's true. So next year, you've got to do it. Based on where I've lived. I mean, that's that's not a very long list. Because we, we go ahead and... and um, we go ahead and put ours on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So your your bracket would have been in that. Yeah. Does Dan Dan must put it on somewhere though? He's got to put it somewhere. Why imagine. is there not a Rich Eisen show big bracketology thing? There is actually. We we did have that, and Brockman's the one who's on it. I don't know who's won it. Oh yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll do I that tomorrow look. when yeah, Chris comes back out. from playing golf. I think we should blow it up next year. Make Chris actually do something and make this really. Good. <laughs> What do you think? We had this, almost this 900 job, people. I, I mean, this this sitting in the sidekick role, I mean, I might as well do my nails over here. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Come on, Susie, you know you don't do your own nails. I, you're not. <laughs> wow. 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 Damn. Wow. I'm, wow. DJ, Damn. I'm just saying. She brought donuts and everything. I'm just saying you get them professionally done. I see. You what, know, these things? And she what, cut these me, things? And she cut me off in traffic three times. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Susie, I still love you. you. Love Thank you, story. Mikey G. <laughs> All right. I have to work next. What the hell's going on around here? <laughs> what the hell going on? We got voiceover people winning everything. Everything. 
Me lost my voice from wrestling this week. Ben Affleck coming up. Susie's news update. What did Tiger have to say from Augusta National? Oh. That's coming up.